This is the 43 Podcast with your host, Nick Steger. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts across the table from me. I do have Andrelfio. Easy, breezy, beautiful. Andres here. And to my left, I've got Joe Red. Tootsie Roll. Jared. Not as good. All right. We got uh, a fun, exciting show for you guys today. We are going to cover what? some news like we usually do. Then we're going to cover or um, continue our division breakdowns. We're going to do the NFC North, what you guys have been waiting for all summer. Uh, and then next week, we'll f- cap it off with the AFC North, as that's probably the toughest division to break down. Uh, but that being said, uh, let's just jump into some news right now, because quite a quite a few things happened this week. A lot. I mean, yesterday, today is Wednesday. Yesterday, we had the 53-man roster cuts. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of shocking news that went around. Um, so without further ado, let's just jump straight into the news. Without. Um, number one, last Saturday, J.K. Dobbins did tear his ACL and he will be out for the season. Boo. If you drafted early and took J.K. Dobbins, you got to be disappointed. If you are at this point, you probably already picked up Gus Edwards. The if bus. you didn't. You should go pick him up right now, but it's probably too late. I would be surprised yeah. if he's available in your league, um, as he's already been. Uh, well, I mean, it's five day old news, so that's these that's an eternity in fantasy. Days. Yeah, but these people, you know, you never know. It's not gonna help him now in fantasy. You're talking but about these people, Nick. I'm talking about you and your fandom. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of. I'm tired of your. I'm tired of it. <laughs> negligence. <laughs> yeah, negligence is a good thing. Uh, we know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton will miss a lot of games with a neck injury. I believe he was put on IR. Yeah, and there's also, uh, I, I believe I saw a couple updates saying there's a good chance he like doesn't play the season at all. Um, but I think it's going to be very substantial. If you are a Michael Pittman Jr. fantasy owner, you got to be pumped right now. And Zach Pascal is also hurt. Worth noting. That is a good note. Uh, maybe one of the biggest headlines out of the week was Cam Newton Getting released from the Patriots. Yeah. Um, that does mean Mac Jones is the starter. Uh, if you are if you had Cam and we're planning on starting him this year in fantasy, that's a bummer. Uh, if you're a Patriots fan, you're probably 50-50 on it. I mean, I, th- I imagine you probably wanted Mac Jones to start, but you wouldn't want to just get rid of Cam Newton because he's still a viable option. You but know? Does, does Cam seem like a backup QB to you? No, he seems more like a distraction um, in that role. I think role. that's the move. I think that was more of like the, we don't need him sitting over Mac's shoulder being like, I'm ready. I'm ready. But either way, you never know what the rookie quarterback and Cam, although is a shell of what he once was, still got the veteran presence and still, I mean, he's still got leadership skills. Yeah, he's absolutely. still a big quarterback. Yep, he is a big quarterback. And he can chuck Random the Random question, do you think Cam Newton on the Broncos would be the best quarterback in that room? Nope. I don't think... Cam Newton will be picked up until mid mid October, honestly. By the Texans, I agree. By some, yeah, maybe yeah. By the after Terod literally can't I mean, do honestly, enough yeah, to even I give mean, them one I mean, win. Yeah, the Texans would, wouldn't be like horrible. But that'd be my real guess. But they're know? still paying Deshaun a lot of money, and he's will be on the fifty three man roster as of right now. So they're paying him that salary to sit. You know, it would also be kind of cool. He just winds up as a Buccaneer. Just some Deshaun? sort of back. No. Cam Newton. Oh. Uh, I can't see that happening. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. Up. You're right. Pick him up. I just don't see Tom 
being okay with that. And we know at this point that, you know, he doesn't 100% dictate the roster, but Tom's, you know, his word counts. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, use him on the one yard line. You just use his body just to Tom You just think Tom would let that happen? Yeah, right. You know how many one-yard sneaks Tom has in his career? A lot. He's you, good at that. Do you think five. Tom would be okay? Be like, all right, Tom, sit this one out. We're putting Cam up. I know we're in the red zone, just but to rush he's got in. this. He'd nah. be, yeah, right. He's all about winning. He'd laugh. Mac time. Yeah, and all he does is win. Yeah, but you really think his 80-year-old body wants to go through the line like that? Uh, his avocado ice cream-year-old body does. <laughs> it does, and it will this season. They don't need, Matt, they don't need Cam. David Bakhtiari and Michael Thomas, two huge names in the NFL world, were both placed on the pup list, the physical, physically unable to perform Ooh. list. That means they're out the first six weeks of the season. Not to be confused with the first six games of the season, the first six weeks, because bye weeks do start in week six. Therefore, I'm talking to you, Michael Thomas. You're only going to be five missing games. five games and not six. Correct. A little bit of a loophole for the Saints. Well, not really a loophole, but a big yeah, benefit. Big benefit for the yeah. for the for well, the not- Saints and for you, Michael Thomas owners. Right. Well, and because of the Ida. Because of what? Ida. What's that? The hurricane. The hurricane. What? The whoo- Hurricane. <laughs> I like it. Um, also, random fact, you realize that Mac Jones and Cam Newton, their first names just flipped around is the same. It's funny. Did you listen to the Around the NFL podcast? No. Did they they bring talked that about it. Really? Yeah. Um, there's a word for that. I don't know what the word is, um, but, you know, something spelled forward and backwards. Somehow they like broke Taco it down cat. to where it's not actually like what? Like Taco Cat forward and backwards. The same hey, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Taco Cat. There you that's go. awesome. I was thinking about that. That's I saw like Cam the best said, one I've ever heard. And said Mac, and I was like, yeah, that's flipped around. Or zero res. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I'm not willing to do that zero spelling out here. Res. Yes. There you go. Look at that. Nice. Spell forward or backwards. I just oh, I suppose. Yeah. Thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right, moving on here. Patriots cornerback Stefan Gilmore is starting the season on the pup list as well, so he won't play until uh, week seven. Big blow. Uh, the Vikings made a trade. So, okay, let's talk about Irv Smith first. So, uh, last week in the final preseason game on the drive that stalled in the red zone, it looked as be it looked as though that Irv suffered an injury. Uh, they didn't really say anything about it up until Sunday, and it came out that he did have a meniscus injury. Wasn't sure if they were going to miss a couple, you know, four to six weeks or four to five months. It came out today that uh, he did have a surgery and they had to fully repair it, meaning he is going to be out four to five months, uh, which means he's eligible to return in the playoffs. If we're getting to that spot, yeah. that's that's a little bit of a big jump. Either way, this is a um, this is a huge bummer for not only the Minnesota Vikings, their fandom, the NFC North in general. I mean, this kid was everyone has pegged him as a prime for a breakout and it honestly reminds me of the Teddy Bridgewater injury. And I just, I think this is the end of Irv Smith's time in Minnesota. Ooh, unfortunately, apparently he had a, a really big camp. Like he so looked, Teddy. he looks fantastic, but yeah, they're two very, very different positions. Irv is still very young. So they I were think, the same age, I guess. But I mean, when Teddy comes back, that mobility, not that it was a huge piece of Teddy's game. But I feel like it's going to be different for a tight end that they had high hopes on. But I know what you mean going into what's close to be a contract year next year. Next year will be the, year. the fourth year and the so, pick was fifth year option, which I, I don't mean. think they will at this point. So and I'm not saying Irv Smith's career is over. I just think that it's over in Minnesota. Yeah, he'll he'll play out his he'll play it out next year and hit free agency and get a middle of the tier con or contract probably 
when really he, I mean, everyone projected him to be a top five tight end this year. Surprisingly, they put him at, yeah, put him seven, but well, you put him, you know, but you know, people had him floating at that five spot. Obviously you're not going to outplay Kelsey Kittle or uh, Waller, but uh, after that, I mean, why not? Fair enough. You know, plus he looked great in camp and Kirk had a good rapport with him. What so that's they, kind of a big Nick, bummer. what do they do to resolve this issue? So they traded yesterday for Chris Herndon um, from the New York Jets. This was the main point here, but we had to talk about Irv Smith being injured before we talked about this. Uh, bummer, in my opinion, because they sent away a fourth round pick for him. And he's a question mark as it is. Uh, he's entering his fourth season, Chris Herndon. Uh, coming out of college was projected to be a very athletic pass catching tight end. He had a really good uh, rookie season for a tight end. It was like 40 catches for like 500 yards or something like that, which is huge for rookie tight ends. Rookie tight ends don't really do anything their first year. Um, so that was very promising. Then the second year, I believe he got injured and then I think he had a DUI Yeah, then off the field issues just, you know, really kind of derailed his career. So honestly, I think we probably I think the Vikings probably could have gotten him for a sixth or a seventh. Probably. But like but, the thing is, they probably knew that the Vikings needed somebody mm-hmm. and the, the hype that is on Chris Herndon. Even they feel it like he still could be something. Yeah, he's like a baby Ebron. That's, see, that doesn't encourage me. Yeah, that, that would not be that encouraging. <laughs> hey, well, guess what? He's going to feel like he's on top of the world coming from the Jets, the lackluster Jets not getting enough targets with different quarterback play, to coming to Minnesota where his only job should be block the edge. Block the edge, get the linebacker. If you're a Vikings fan, you want him to be the best blocker on the face of the earth. And he's or, not. And he's not. No, he is a good run blocker. Oh, he's, 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 he's good, good but, yeah. but he's not like – the guy at block. I'll say he is also a passing it's, tight end. So that's going to be. Yeah. But, big. but he, but his, so like, you know, this happened, you know, I'm listening to K fan all the time and reading everything about it. Cause I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't even know who he was. Sure. Um, but he is his, one of his strengths right now is he's a good blocking tight end. Love that. So when I first saw it, I thought that this was a, Hey, they're just going to ride this out four to six weeks until Irv gets back. They're just going to run cook because they need someone to block, you know, Fair. you know, um, but as we found out today, Irv Smith is out four to five months. So that's all out the window. I don't know what we're going to do with Herndon. Point is, this is all about Tyler Gronklin. This is his oh, time to shine. Pro Bowl. Oh, my pro God. Bowl he's player. a pro bowler, man. He's got the Jets. And you know, you know who we're not done talking about? The Minnesota Vikings. Because what else did they do, Nick? They did something else. Uh, so they did offer Harrison Smith a four-year extension. Did he take it? Not counting this year. So we actually have him locked up this season, plus four after that. That is a $64 million um, contract. Totally and it makes him the second highest paid safety right behind Jamal Adams. I think it's a you know, four years on top of this one, I thought would be a little high for someone of his age, but safety is that position that you can play into your late thirties and Harrison Smith is still playing at an elite level. So, yeah. well, you want to lock him up for his career. You want to hang his Jersey up in the rafters. Yep. That's exactly what it's Doc going to played be to like 37. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Terrence Newman played till 39. Yeah. Uh, Charles Woodson played till 40. I think so. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of names, you know, even Ed Reed played late into his thirties and was still right. a very good safety. So, so not exactly what you want to see long-term, but it could very well pan out And Hey, I, I like Harrison. So, and think, I get to wear his Jersey for another four or five years. So that's fair cool. enough. do you think the Vikings, like after kind of making these moves, do you think the Vikings see themselves within a Super Bowl window? I think they do. How, I how, don't think everyone else does. How how open do you see that? Do you think that is a 
the next two years like that. No, I think this is the last year. You think this is that year? I think this okay. is it because that's, that's how I'm seeing. Because I don't, well. I don't see, I don't see Kirk. I mean, Kirk might not even be the quarterback next year. Sure. Granted, I don't know how we're gonna cut him. He's got a forty-four million dollar salary cap hit next year. Yeah. Um, and with the amount of pieces that uh, the Vikings brought on this year, I mean, only half of them are on the sheet right now. I don't know what happened here. Jimmy did something. It's an old sheet. He was looking at like the May 2021. <laughs> we're looking at outdated Come on, Jimmy. We're tired of it. Uh, another big news, Jameis Winston was named the starter over Taysom Hill. So if you were the gambler that went with Jameis Winston instead of Hill, you definitely panned out. If you're the guy that took both of them, you're still happy because you got a starting quarterback there, um, especially with Callaway, who is looking pretty great with him, at least in the preseason. We'll see how that pans out because with Michael Thomas out, Callaway's going to get some targets, and that was very promising. You know, there's something about New Orleans that I kind of like. I think they might show up this year. Their defense is strong. They got a lot of comeback pieces. But do you know who I'm most excited for for New Orleans? A breakout star. That could be in the in the works. Give besides Galloway, Troutman, the Wrong. tight end. He's big. He's a t- he's a touchdown machine. I've been hearing from Jimmy down New Orleans. He he's was hurt. covering Ida. <laughs> he's hurt. For how Jimmy. long? For how long? Uh, so he's been out for the last like two weeks, and they have the actually a younger guy named like. Joyous Johnson, some guy who's actually looked very, very good in the last preseason. I'm not trying to like eat your point up, nope, but no, but any tight end that you have, that you got Jimmy. Started, I've been listening to Timmy. Exactly. Well, Timmy and Jimmy are. He's got I all my hurricane reports. Wow. I'm talking about Jimmy and Timmy. We just picked up this new intern, folks. It's exciting stuff. We're growing. We're expanding. Tell your friends. But to continue my point, I think if you pick up a tight end for New Orleans, whoever the main tight end is, he could be a fantasy star. Cameron Brait became Cameron Brait because of Jameis Winston. Cameron Brait was never like he was a top amazing. five tight end for a year. Yeah, but even that was like spotty gameplay. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm, saying, I'm not. Jameis has I'm not going to doubt you though. I know you have been a philosophizer of of tight ends. Yeah. Philosophizer. Still with the Saints. Okay, so Hurricane Ida is going on. Uh, it sounds like the Saints are not going to have use of their facility for the next four weeks, if not longer. Uh, a big bummer for them is the NFL imp- implemented a new rule this year where all NFL teams have to play in NFL stadiums so they can no longer use the LSU stadium. So it's really... They're going to Jacksonville. Yeah, they're playing in Jacksonville. Maybe. No, right now, no, they're no, at no, Dallas. No, no, they announced no, no, it today. Right. Oh, that came yep, out today? Yeah, it's going to be played in Jacksonville. All right. Well, that's a still Otherwise, they're looking, at, they're looking at Jerry World for, for other games as well. So they kind of have little backup pieces here and there, but still not to play in your own dome. That's still a disadvantage. Yeah. They're definitely, uh, yeah. I just knew they're in Dallas. Nobody's right coming to their game. Uh, the Lions did cut receiver Brashad Perryman, and I've been told that he did uh, get picked up by the Bears today. Stay away from him. That guy sucks. He's never been good. Sorry, Brashad, if you hear this, but like, come, <laughs> come on, on Brashad. You had all the, you had all that speed and did nothing with it. Listen. Up. Uh, and then this is the last piece of news, which kind of frustrated me a little bit. I'm going to tie it in to why it frustrated me. Uh, the Jaguars traded quarterback Gardner Minshew to the Eagles for a conditional sixth round pick. Minshew mania is still a thing. Um, I'll ask you how you think think about that in a second, AJ, but I got to say I'm disappointed because the Vikings backup quarterback spots is not looking good. Uh, and it sounds like the Vikings are going to sign Sean Mannion again, which I absolutely hate because that guy is awful. And it I don't care how smart they think he is. He can't play the game. So I would much rather watch Kellamond or Blake Bortles or myself take quarterback reps because I can hand the ball off to Delvin. Fair. Let me tell you why this is funny. So at, at the beginning of the season, 
Gardner Minshew, there's a good chance he wanted to get traded, but the Jaguars wanted a, a decent offer for him. That was why Gardner was still on the same team. And that's why when it came in with Trevor Lawrence coming in, there was like, there's a QB competition. There never was, but they were trying to get to the fact they wanted a higher compensation for him. For us with just Joe Flacco, that's nobody. That's like a Josh McCown in the playoffs a couple of years ago, tearing his hamstring apart. So signing him is going to be an amazing depth piece for us. Right now, he's going to be our number three. Joe Flacco is a decent two, but he's going to die at some point. So at that point, all you're going to have is a little bit more QB competition. Gardner did actually have a higher QBR than Kyler Murray did in 2019. They both played similar amount of snaps. Worth noting, and it still gives Jalen that little bit of competition because I'm still not 100% sold on Jalen. So it's an extra please to make him play better. And also, dude, I'm absolutely going to buy a fake mustache to play for random games to watch our backup QB and hope someday he gets little flashes. Why not? Why not? Okay, that sums up the news for you guys. Uh, we will be back. You know the drill. A couple seconds to you. A couple minutes for us. We're going to jump into the NFC North. Stick around. On fourth and three. Brought to you in part by AFA. Advanced First Aid. Don't wait for the help. Be the help. And Catapult. Your sponsored recruiter. And Horizon Agency. The best insurance a guy can get. On 4th and 3. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. We are going to jump right into our NFC North Division Breakdown. That's right. You guys have been waiting all summer, at least since we started this Division Breakdown, for the We're NFC here. North. So we are going to go ahead and tackle... All four teams and uh, maybe do a little playoff projection. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll We'll see see how that goes. Uh, Let's start out with the boring team. We're going to start with the Detroit Lions for two reasons. Number one, I want to get them out of the way. Number two, they're the first thing on my docket right here. So NFC North Detroit Lions. Biggest thing that they did all offseason was the Jared Goff, Matt Stafford trade. They did go ahead. They traded away Stafford for Goff and a first-round pick. Two firsts. Two first-round picks and a second and a third. Something like that. They got three picks and uh, Goff for Stafford. You know, not that bad of a trade. I mean, it sucks to give away Stafford. You don't necessarily want Goff compared to Stafford, but you get all those picks into it, and the Detroit Lions were not primed to win this year. That's why Stafford wanted to leave. That's why a lot of their players have always left over the years, dating back to Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, yada, 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 uh, Herman Moore. So I actually liked that move by both sides because L.A. is aggressive. They got the quarterback they need, and Detroit knows that they're not anything for the next two, three years, so mm-hmm. they're going to you know plan it out. A couple other things that they did do, they assigned Jamal Williams, the backup running back for Green Bay. Probably the most interesting guy in the NFL. Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman. he's mic'd up and just says the funniest things. I, I think he would be fun to hang out with. Um, but, but, but quality quality starter there. Um, and he's not going to start. He's going to back up DeAndre Swift, yeah. second year running back. So why not? I, I think know. that's a, it's, that's a very good, in my right. opinion, running back tandem. And he's one of the guys that you wouldn't know he had a concussion. Because he just acts so weird in general. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he's fine. It's like, oh, SpongeBob, you know, type deal. It's like, it's it's okay. He's he's cool. Yeah, he's just a little weird, but hey, it's but fun. He's a good two. He's a um, good two. 
Tyrell Williams is going to be the number one wide receiver there after they cut Brashad Perryman. Take that with a grain of salt because that's not very good for your number one wide receiver. No. Um, but hey, it's you know he's a big body receiver, so that's at least a positive. Yeah, you know, they're going to be a run first team. I, honestly, I think they're going to throw a lot more than the, what they're projecting. And Tyrell Williams could be a touchdown machine if you're in a standard league. He's not going to he get a touchdown. Could be, he, nope. he could be a ten touchdown receiver. He's not going to be though. He could be. Yeah, everybody could be. That's not saying he's, he's going to be likely like, to be. He's going to be bold, like a five or six touchdown. Bold, team. bold prediction. He gets ten touchdowns this year. Seven hundred yards. Five touchdowns. I can see that's, that. Ten that's touchdowns. The the normal Tyrell Williams. Think, I don't think Detroit, the Detroit Lions are going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns this year. I don't think ten touchdowns over seventeen games is a lot. I think it is for him and that whole offense. Hmm. We'll Granted, see. he's the number one target, so I mean, yep. who else is going to throw it, it to? It, it's a bold prediction. Granted, I get it. Yeah, take it. Um, With a grain take salt. it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, they also brought in defensive end Romeo Okwara on a three-year, $39 million deal. Um, good. I think that's good. However, it kind of is a bummer because, like we just said, they're not going to be competitive this year or probably even the year after, which is basically that whole entire contract. So, I mean. You got paid. Yeah, good for him. I'll say that's, that's a money deal. That's not you're going somewhere to win. You're going somewhere to make some money. The Lions did just cut both their kickers. They no longer have a kicker on their depth chart right now. That came Overrated. out yesterday. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe they go for it on every fourth down and go for it on the two point conversions. Eagles had to do it. They couldn't game. do any worse. It's doable. You know? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so some big subtractions. So obviously we just talked about they lost Stafford. They also lost their other quarterback, Chase Daniel. Uh, so their quarterback depth is looking thin. Um, however, Jared Goff. Isn't he doesn't get injured that much? He's he gets little injuries, but nothing season ending. Nothing, yeah, he had, you know. he had like a weird thing with his thumb, thumb last year. Yep. But he still played through a majority of it. The playoffs, it's he's just not that good. Yep. Uh, bigger subtractions that they lost is Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I mean, they were yeah. a very good wide receiver duo, and now they are gonna you know throw the ball to Tyrell Williams, I guess, oh, for ten touchdowns. That's a downgrade. That's a big downgrade. That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah, because Tyrell Williams on any other team is probably a wide receiver three. Yeah, but if you're looking at Jared Goff and you're like, oh, at first I'm going to go into the Lions. I mean, they have pieces. Now you're going in with absolutely nothing, which is the exact opposite of what he's coming from. I think he's going to fizzle out one, maybe two seasons, take a backup role, kind of like a Blake Bortles Mm -hmm. type deal. They lost Matt Prater, which is also a bummer because obviously the two kickers they brought in, uh, like I just said, they were cut, so... They're really going to be feeling that Prater heat. I believe they just cut Desmond Trufant as well. They did. Did they really? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. And he's looking to get picked up by the Bears. I'm thinking the Vikings. Which is weird. Come to the Vikings. Because they just picked up Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman. Maybe they have some pieces on these. Like kind yeah, of- I mean, the Bears are trying to pick up the Lions trash, which that's not healthy trash that you're picking up. Yeah, maybe they just can't. Maybe they're not good at evaluating talent. Yeah, Could be know. part of it. I mean, well, you know, if I mean, I, I would bet a bear would probably eat the Lions scraps. I would take... I would take Desmond Trufant for a cheap contract. Why not? That's a good well, death still piece. Wants to play. That's a he's solid death yeah. piece. He just had you know? some uh, some family issues. His dad passed away. So either way, I think the Lions are going to be that's a horrible one reason of to cut him. The worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFC, if not the NFL. You know what's amazing about these cuts is Urban Meyer said that he's definitely taking COVID vaccinations in, into order, but other teams said they're not. 
Well, you don't want to be, you know, that's a rookie mistake by Meyer. You don't want to say they're that. investigating no. that too because that's not supposed to be a part of it. No, exactly. he's in a little bit of trouble well, here. Well, they, I mean, all the cruise liners down in Florida they filed a lawsuit because they're requiring people to board the vessel to have the vaccination, and they won that lawsuit. So I think Urban Meyer took that playbook. He's like, oh, well, if, if uh, this business can do it, th- you know, we can do it too. I'm sure it's not Urban Meyer. Sure. Cruise ships and football, same thing. <laughs> They're close. I mean, it's close contact. Basically the same I thing. Mean, Let's stop ever... talking about the Lions. Let's get on to a better team. The Lions predict- right, let's, prediction, uh... three wins. Yeah, in yeah. a good season. They, they could go 0-16. 17. So 17. New, record. New, record. Team. New record. Could be the first team. I'm just saying, if you're in a survivor pool, you pick whoever plays the Lions this year. <laughs> I hate that. I always hate that strategy because, like, you're going to get burned at some point. You're going to get burned at some point, but you have a strong chance. <laughs> That's like when everyone picked against the Jets and the Jets won week three and, like, yeah. 70% of pickums at least lost. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't pick that game. Well, that was like, that was like. F- Five years ago, 2017. I've been, playing, Four years I've like been that. playing the survivor pool for like at least nine years. How many times you won? One. Hey, there you go. It's Once. positive. Yeah. How about I the Bears? I've come in second a couple times. All right. AJ wants to move on to the Chicago Bears. So let's move on to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, they did sign Andy Dalton this the year, one year, Rocky. ten and a half million, who is going to be their week one starter. Matt Nagy has Red Rifle. made that definitive. Uh, yeah, the Red Rocket, that's a whole different thing, man. <laughs> that's a whole different thing there. <laughs> Use a red rifle. Uh, obviously, if you guys have been paying attention to football, they drafted Justin Fields, um, who actually looked pretty darn good in yep. the preseason. You know, not necessarily like savior status, but definitely promising and looks to be on the right track to having a very good career in the NFL. Uh, I would like to see him start over Andy Dalton. I think a lot of people would. I think pretty much everybody would. Um, if you're Allen Robinson, you got to be disappointed. Darnell Mooney, you got to be disappointed. But let's be real. What week do we think Justin Fields starts? Four. Three. One. It's two. not one. Yeah, it's two. not going to be one. They, <laughs> no, they no, guarantee- no. He, he, he could come in. No, he's they, not starting. Like, he's both. not going to start. They guaranteed Andy Dalton. That was part of Dalton's contract, basically, that he would be the starter week one. Yep. What happens after that is going to be up in the air. I, I, I would think week six, then, because I, they want to give him enough time to say, hey, if you're three and four, you're gonna get replaced, but if you're five and you know five, they're three two, and four. That would be like week eight. That'd be week seven. Well, yeah, but we'll that we'd already played week, that. You'd game, be going so into be week, week eight. eight. Yep. Good yeah. math, dummy. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's All be right. nice to each other. What else Bears do? All right, they did pick up a running back Damian Williams on a one-year deal. Yeah. Speaking of one-year deals, uh, they also gave Allen Robinson the franchise tag. So Robinson, you're play- playing for big money, but I mean. Let's be real. Every, especially skill position player, wants that contract so that they know that they got some money guaranteed in the bank. Um, I, you got to be disappointed if you're on Robinson because this is. A- That's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Yeah, but do you want do you want a guy who's proven he can do it to throw you the ball a little bit just to prove you're still like you can, and then you want to have the, the the young guy come in. I think he still wants to have Andy Dalton just to prove, and he's done it his entire career with nobody. That's why. I, that's why it's like give him Justin. Or if, I, if I was him, I'd be like Andy Dalton has at least shown he can do it. So I'm sure for him, he's like at least if I want to boost my stats and another contract year where I can get one, one more probably three four year deal. Why not? I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Dalton there. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Dalton there, but I it wouldn't. comes down to how your season is going to go because they have a really tough schedule, and if you're the Bears, kind of. 
rebuilding your offensive line, I don't know if you can get that done. You know, you start off right away, right off the bat, you go against the Rams at L.A. At home against the Bengals, which is a comeback, Dalton could show up. But then it's at the Browns, Lions at home, Raiders, Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens. Like, that's a tough go for Andy Dalton. So we'll see how it pans out. It's a bold strategy. Good defense. Uh, they also brought in Mario Edwards Jr., three years, $11.5 million to help with that defensive line. Um, I mean, it's a good pickup. It's nothing game-changing, but that defense is still good, but it's aging. So that's another reason why you got to be bummed about the Andy Dalton you, thing. It's like you're wasting time. They're, you, they, you know, they're right now where the Vikings were probably like two, three years ago. And it's like you're just your windows now and you don't have the offensive play to do it. You, you know, honestly, I think they were preemptive on the Andy Dalton deal. How cool would it have been Cam Newton in Chicago train Justin Fields how to run the football? That would have been terrible. I don't think that would have been a, a good fit for what they want Justin Fields to do. But I do want to go back to a question with with the Mario thing. Do you think when he gets a sack, he pops up and goes, it's a me, Mario. That's what uh, I would do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt he does that, but that would be pretty darn funny. I would, it would I be one one heck of a soundbite. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely bet one of his And then teammates. he just does like the little Mario jump. That's the way I would do it, but I'm sure he hates that. Yeah. Well, Luigi. I would do the Mario jump too. That's, that's Kring. you know, yeah. that little thing. If you could somehow get that sound bit, that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Uh, they did get rid of Mitchell Trubisky, who signed with the Bills. See ya. Um, they lost defensive tackle Roy Robertson Harris to the Jaguars. And then the biggest piece that they lost this year was they lost starting cornerback Kyle Fuller. He did sign with the Broncos. That just hurts. That just hurts a lot. Helps out that Bills defense, though. Or the Broncos, right? No, so yes, yeah, helps out the Broncos defense. Yeah, I'm saying Broncos, Broncos defense. Broncos secondary is going to be legit. Mm-hmm. They got the pieces there, but again, you're dealing with still a trash offense. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert. What do you think? What do you guys think the high and low for wins are for the Bears? I would say a high win percentage for the Bears with that tough schedule is 10, max 10. I'm the low would probably be four, which I don't think would happen. I think I see the the Bears ran that seven win, seven and ten, six and eleven. I'd say I think low is, is going to be seven, and I'd say they're high. I would still give them twelve. I would. I'd say I, they have, their defense is so good. Depending, I on think the, the low is going to be six because I think I think I don't think they get a win with Dalton. I, I don't think they get a win with Dalton. Um, but if Justin Fields comes in, I think he can rattle a lot. You know, steal like six wins, and that defense is still pretty good. In a good, good year, everything goes right. That defense would be elite, and I could see them maybe squeaking out eleven. I know, but they're nine win team. Their schedule is just tough. I know, but I mean, if they can shut down some strong offenses, you know, I don't, I don't see them shutting down the Steelers. Why not? Yeah, I could see them shutting down the Packers. Yeah, when do they play? It doesn't matter. Do you guys play in the first six weeks? Because you ain't got Bakhtiari. That's oh, huge. Khalil, return of the Mac. Yeah, just wait return. till, yeah, just, wait till just wait till, just wait till Rodgers. I'm saying the Bears, the Bears will beat the Packers at least one time. I don't think that's guaranteed, but I mean, I'm not saying that that's. I do. I'm not saying that's uh, uh, insane to say. I'll bet you twenty bucks the Packers sweep the Bears too. I'm not that interested. No, I'm, you I'm, should take it because if they split, you win. That's true. I'll say I'm not going to do it though, because I don't really care to focus on the Bears for any more attention than I have to give them. I don't think they're going to be that good. I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-road team, probably like the Eagles. They probably should be a little bit better than the Eagles are. 
but still not a team I'm going to focus on throughout the season, nor outside of Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. Am I going to have any peace in it when it comes to fantasy? I'm giving them six to 11. Uh, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about the Packers. Um, Jared's been chomping at the bit for a while. <laughs> uh, they did give Aaron Jones a pretty big contract last year, four years, 48 million. Or no, that was just this year, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Was it last year? This no, year. no, it was this year. It was, yeah. it was, this year. It was January or February or something, something like that. Um, that's a huge contract to pay a running back. Uh, however, Aaron Jones has definitely earned it. He's been a great wide receiver or a great running back, um, all, not though. just for the Packers in the entire NFL. I mean, it's he's easily. I mean, he's for sure top ten. You can make an argument that he's a top five running back. Yeah, no doubt about it. They also brought in um, Viking great Kevin King. Um, one year, six million. <laughs> they got him started starting there. I got to be honest, I'm not quite as mad about the Sean Mannion pick as you were about Kevin King. Um, but I mean, they're basically on the same level. Yeah. Kevin King, honestly, can, can just leave. He could be a free agent and nobody would care. He gave up, he gave up the entire NFC championship. It was him alone that allowed two touchdowns in that game. Yeah. Tom so, Bray picked on him. Well, Scotty Miller, man, Scotty Miller. That's the issue. If you can't go against the number five wide receiver, you can't go against the number one, nor two, nor three. Nor four. I'll say you'd think it's it's Scotty doesn't know, but it's the opposite. It's Kevin King doesn't know because he had no idea where Scotty was. Yeah, well, he yeah, his depth perception is off. He needs LASIK like Jameis, probably. Um, but the least... but their their pickup in the draft is doing really hot. I've heard. I don't remember his name exactly. Oh, perfect. That's how you know they're killing it. You <laughs> remember <laughs> fake fan, fake no, fan, no, no, you, fake fan. You know, I'll never forget all what's his face. You just can't wait for the bandwagon. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget all what's. We'll his see face. if you're a Packer fan once Aaron Rodgers is not there. If, <laughs> if he's not, if he's not piece. falling right back under the Panthers, he's like, gonna, I'm a Panther he's fan gonna pull this old time. On jersey. He's like, look what I got. <laughs> As underneath, I've had this for years, <laughs> just ready to go. Yeah, at the end of the season, like, well, that's yep. that. No, I still got that Jake Delhomme jersey. I think I wish I did. I think the Packers are going to be good against this season. As a person who has Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers in a dynasty league. I don't think it's going to go any longer than this year. They're both okay. going to leave. Everybody knows that, but I think their offense is still going to be good. Aaron Rodgers is going to go out to prove a point that he deserves to make $50 million for the next two years of a contract. I think that's the type of money that he's going to go for. Probably not going to get it, but he wants it. Um, I think the Packers are going to be good, but yeah, the box yard thing is going to be huge for them. Aaron Jones is still going to put in touchdowns, but again, touchdowns are very, very hard to replicate. Not going to say it, but I think Devontae Adams finishes as, again, the number one wide receiver in not only the league, but in fantasy as well. One thing to watch out for. But I think the Packers probably win 13 games this season. I mean, exactly. Right. I mean, I think the Packers are going to be a high-tier offense. I think they'll win the, the division again. The loss of Corey Lindsley is very big. And, yes, he went to the Chargers. No the Char- Lindsley. No, no Bakhtiari. No Bakhtiari. Oh, the offensive line is going to oh, be in shambles. Six. And if you have Aaron Jones, get ready for a slow start to the season. They're going to be passing a lot because they're going to rely on Aaron's rod. Aaron's, Aaron's rod. rod. They're going to they're rely on Aaron's rod. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the rod is thick and it's ready to throw right into the end zone. I like it. So I would. But, so obviously, between the two of you, you each have. I guess we'll get into it later. Never mind. But where where do you see the the Packers finishing this season wins wise? Where do you have okay. them at the lowest, and what's their peak? Low eight, high fourteen. Ooh. I think the low is eight. three. I think eight three. is. I think that's a pretty accurate, pretty accurate. Uh, I think the high is probably twelve. I mean, we're playing a tough division. 
you guys don't have you got half your line for at least the first six weeks of the season. Um, granted, that's an easier part of your season, but you never know, man. I mean, you're not you're going to lose a lot of the run game there. And Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, but I, I don't think Devontae Adams is going to finish as the number one wide receiver. I think I'll probably finish top five still. He'll probably be four or five. But, you know, Rodgers' MVP season was last year. Is he going to repeat an MVP season? Probably not. You know, and that's not me being a Vikings fan. That's like an NFL perspective. You oh, know? Though. Yeah, I would say it's very, very rare, but you got to look at it from his point of view. He's been pissed all offseason. Yeah, but he did that last year. That's, can that's, you do it again? Yeah, of course. Can, you know? can he? I don't know. We proved he could do it last year. I have even more faith of him doing it again this season. Like I, I don't. I, was, I would have I have less faith that he will do it this year than I'm excited year. to watch. I am. It's like it's like not betting on Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. That is not a good comparison. Tom no. Brady is still a whole Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is great, but bet on the Bucks to win the Super Tom Bowl. Tom Brady is still a whole level ahead of everybody. I would just bet on the Bucks to win the Super Bowl again. So um yeah, I, I think I think the high for them is probably twelve. I mean, 12 and five, that's still very, very respectable. Um, and then low is probably eight. And that's just because yeah. that, that's assuming everything goes wrong and you still have Aaron Rodgers. But you lose Aaron Rodgers. I'm thinking like, you know, high is negative three. I mean, yeah. we're gonna, we, we might lose Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. You will. This, that's this, like this a guarantee. You know what I'm saying? It's the last dance. So I think they're going to Unless you guys like win the Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, I could I honestly could see Devontae Adams going for at least 20 touchdowns. It might be it might this be a year, random at least 20 it touchdowns. It might be a Randy Moss year for Devontae Adams. Last dance, dude. Bro, Devontae is not Randy dude, Moss good. I'm telling you right now. Wait for it. It's going to come. 20, at least 20 touchdowns? At minimum. That's ridiculous. It's the Randy Moss effect. Last dance, Rodman, Michael, Aaron, Bro, you Devontae. can't you can't put Devontae Adams and Randy Moss in the same same sense right now. You just can't. Uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Let's move on. Nick's mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just like listening to some absurd Don't takes. do that. I get it. it was, you're, you're right. It Devontae like, Adams, 30 touchdowns. At least Why 14 not? wins. Why not? <laughs> no, I say 30, 36. <laughs> 36? Yeah, I hope you picked more than two a team. game. <laughs> Easy. Just a, just a rocket. Uh, okay, so let's talk Worst about some, some, some notable Vikings additions. First off, our entire defense is almost completely changed. Garbage. Uh, we got Daniil Hunter injury. back from the neck injury. Uh, Michael Pierce is not opting out of COVID this year. They did sign the best defensive tackle on the market, Dalvin Tomlinson. And they also picked up uh, Sheldon Richardson, uh, who was fantastic for them in 2019. If I remember, or 2018. Um, he was getting there. Yeah, man. Gosh, we got a lot of stuff to talk crushing about. crushing the suspense. Oh, where is that on here, by the way? Again, we're Come looking on, at May Jimmy. updates Come here. On, that didn't Jimmy. happen in May. Jimmy, we need to talk to Timmy now. <laughs> Timmy would have had this correct. That's my assistant. He would have had this down. He would have had an August 31st, which would have been yesterday update because he would have handed it to me a day early. That's how on top of it my assistant is. So the defensive line is literally completely different. That's that's number one because the Vikings couldn't stop the run last year, um, and and it really killed them. That's why Camara ran for six touchdowns against them in December on Christmas, no, ruining it suck. for me. Um, also, they made a lot of pickups. They picked up Patrick Peterson, Bashad Breland. We brought back Mackenzie Alexander, so our entire secondary is different as well. Uh, Xavier Rhodes also picked up to replace Anthony Harris, who do I think is on the same level? Absolutely not. Did I say Xavier Rhodes? Yeah. Xavier Woods. I apologize. Yeah. Well, like you know. Um, <laughs> anywho, I caught you. Is there. he, is he like, the what? same? Is he is is he the same ant production? No. But I mean, 
in Zimmer's system, all you got to be is serviceable. Exactly. Even Anthony Harris was a ghost of himself from two seasons ago. That's true as well. So like it's obviously, yeah, looking at it from that point of view, you're trying to replace what he was in 2019, not what he was in 2020. Xavier was going to do that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Xavier who? Did I do it too? You did. Ah, now you got it in my head. Darn it. <laughs> So, so how does it work with um, losing Riley Reed? I will so, let you know when we get to that. When point. we get there, so we're we also bringing back. Points. We're also bringing back Anthony Barr, who unfortunately seems to have a knee injury and is 50-50 for week one. Sad. That's huge bad news for the Vikings. On IR I mean, by you seven. really, really, really need him. Um, I mean, this is one of those seasons where you know if the Vikings play bad, we could clean house. So. Uh, that's something you really want to get back. I know Zimmer wants him back and pretty much the whole state of Minnesota wants him back. Um, but the point is, is we're looking at an entirely different defense than you saw last year. I think they're for sure going to be back to top 10, uh, maybe even flirting with top five. And that's going to be really the namer. That's going to be the game breaker for the Vikings this year. If their defense is good, they're going to be a fantastic team. If not, well, that's going to be another disappointing year. Um, but let's talk about the offense. Okay. So we do have Kirk still. Um, chucking the ball up to Justin Jefferson, who did not that I have to remind you guys, but did have the best rookie wide receiver season of all Thanks, time Nick. at this point in time. Uh, we, we're bringing back Adam Thielen. Uh, big bummer is Chad Beebe is hurt and Irv Smith is hurt. Therefore, our wide receiver three is KJ Osborne and we're rolling with no, Tyler Didi? Gronklin. Didi's not playing yet. He just got back from his ACL injury. He's been practicing a little bit. He's like wide receiver five right now. Fair enough. Um, so we do lose, uh, Riley reef, which is a bummer because he played pretty good last year. You know, he wasn't, he's still not that elite left tackle that you want. He's, top 20 he's nowhere, nowhere near David Bakhtiari, but yeah, he did. He did play like a top 20, top 20s. He actually might've played top, top 10 two thirds, you know, but anywho, uh, we also drafted Derisaw, who has been having a groin issue and has not practiced at all. That was our first-round pick, so that's a bummer there as well. Uh, the good news is, is Ezra Cleveland moved him back to his original side in college and is looking good. good. Um, Garrett Bradbury, up and down. This is a make-or-break year for him. If he doesn't play well, he's going to be gone. Um, Rashad Hill is taking over the left tackle spot right now, which... Is a that's that's concerning. I mean, he's a serviceable serviceable backup, but you don't want him as a starter. So you got to be bummed out if you're a Vikings fan there. Uh, but the 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 darling of camp. So we we drafted Wyatt Davis, I think in the third or fourth round, right, to be the guard. Well, uh, I think his name is Ali Udo. He actually is good name. Oh, it is an awesome Ali Udo. He has supplanted that right guard spot and is actually looking very well. Um, so you got to be excited because you at least have some better guard Something. play. In the middle for Devin Cook to run on. Yep. Uh, so that that's always a positive. Sucks to lose Irv Smith. Hopefully Herndon can pick it up. But we'll I mean, see. we finished with the fourth best offense last year. So that defense sticks around. The Vikings are going to be a very dangerous team this year. Yeah, I mean, on the high side, I'd probably say high side of a 12 win. 12 win team, low side, six. But that's just because of the fluctuation of the offense and the defense as a whole. Due to injuries. That's always the scariest part as a Vikings fan is the injury subject for the defense. It happens almost every other year, if not every year, where you lose a big piece and then it's hard to come back from that, which I get. The Packers go through the exact same deal. So do the Lions, so do the Bears. Um, 
But for this year, they got really easy six first games. So if they can go five and one, four and two in the first six games, they have a shot at the wild card. I don't see them winning the division, um, but definitely wild, wild card potential. That's fair. Honestly, I think high side, I'm going to actually, their high side to me is just as, their ceiling is just as high as the Packers. I think they could be that 13-win team, and I think their downside is the same as the Packers, eight. So, I mean, worst comes to worst, you're barely a losing team. Uh, I think more than likely you guys are probably in that 10-11 mark and finish right in the bubble of the wild card. But I could very much see you guys of like, if things pan out, perfect. Being like the two seed. So I think there is a lot of upside with the Vikings. So I'm not saying I'm up there, but I think they have all the potential in the world to do so. And I think they very much could take that division. But I'm going to say the Packers, just as time has gone by, I put you guys on the same exact tier right now. And I'm very excited to see how that plays out. I'm excited too. I think it's going to be a very fun NFC North division this year. Uh, it's going to be a huge battle between the Packers and Vikings. It just is. I mean, in 2017, when the Vikings had that elite defense with Case Keenum, they picked up 13 wins. Um, so if they can do anything like that, Given as good as our offense is, I absolutely I think 13 wins is also a nice maximum for them. Um, and I also see them going as low as eight and nine. They could even hit seven and ten. I mean, you never know. I, I mean, you know, teams, you don't want to get bit by the injury bug, but just playing it out. Best case scenario. Yeah, I see 13 and four. Worst case, we'll say seven and ten. Yep. And uh, if if anyone's listening, if you want to go see the last Packers versus Viking or Packers vikings game in minnesota november 17th i believe it is aaron Rodgers' probably last game in minnesota as a green bay packer gonna be a fun one to watch i'm definitely going nick's definitely going aj i'm not quite sure and i definitely still have this bet with jared that the vikings are gonna sweep the packers so so i got that going for me indeed 20 dollars on the line so i got i got the packers i got the packers vikings bears lions oh my division oh my yeah Oh my. All right. That pretty much sums up the division breakdown. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed this. We're going to take one more quick break. Then we're going to come back, talk team of fourth and three, talk some fantasy tight ends, and then get you out of here. We're at the 45 minute mark. Won't be too much longer. Uh, You know the drill. A couple seconds for you guys. A couple minutes for us. Stick around. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. On fourth and three. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. We're going to do some tight end fantasy picks for you. Mm. Um, before we go into that, one thing touched about the NFC North. The Vikings have never missed the playoffs under Mike Zimmer's tenure in an odd year. Mm. What year is it? 2014. 2021. for the year that it was this year. Yeah, it's 2021. So yeah, it would be an odd year. I got where you were going. Yep. Jared, good, good random year call out, though. All right, so let's talk about some fantasy tight ends. Jared, you were fantastic at this last year, especially in the flexi positions. Obviously, obviously, everyone's taken Kelsey number one, number at one. least for the tight ends. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions, some rundown. What round, let's say complete redraft league, complete redraft league, how high would you take Kelsey? Is it a keeper league? No, no to- complete, said, re- total complete redraft. redraft you're, you're taking Kelsey first round. He's the number one wide receiver in the league. He gets tight. touchdowns. It's a tight end. But yeah, I'll say you, you could honestly grab him and Both. 
but you're going to take him at the end of that at that draft. You're not going to take him in the fourth spot. More than likely, you're going to take him nine, take the turn, then take a running back. But in a lot of leagues, it'll probably receivers, and you'll probably get him in like the 12, 13 spot. Yep. And then following suit, come to the 20th pick, Waller is already gone. And then you get to by the 30th pick, Kittle is already gone. So by the 30th pick, the top three tight ends are out of the game. And then you're thinking to yourself, who do I pick up? I think Kyle, Smith? No, I think Kyle Pitts has usually gone within that same three. He's been going four He's rounds. later. He's, 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 yeah. he's, he's more like a fifth rounder. Right? Yep. He's been going later. Fair enough. He's a, he's a rookie tight end. They're never good. Honestly, so, yeah, you got me there. So, so the players I was aiming up in my drafts going into the season were the following. I was looking at Cook for the Chargers because now they have a competent tight end. He could be a six-touchdown tight end this year, probably top 20, top 15 tight end. Solid pickup if you need someone late. If you're planning on picking up a tight end late, I've, I decided to pick up a tight end, tight end back-to-back for a reason because I wanted to get Tanyan, who will have a regression from last year. He's not going to be the number two or three tight end. He might be the top seven tight end with maybe eight touchdowns this year instead of 11, but he's still going to get his target share, as well as Gasecki finished sec- sixth last year as tight end. Gasecki for Miami with bad quarterback play. Two no, old- it was good with Fitzmagic. Yeah. Fitzmagic, it was good, but how long did he play for him? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, they and were like Tanya's- they were like three and two, or- and then they sat him. Right, and Gasecki still finished sixth in the tight end position. Gasecki going late. Great pickup. He's going to get at the target share. Been targeted in the preseason at least nine times a game. This guy is athletic. He's going to get the yards. He's going to get the touchdowns. He's going to get the targets. Gasecki for the win. So so you're telling me that you are not a fan of grabbing a tight end early in your draft. It's kind if, of what I'm hearing. If the tight end falls to me, if Kelsey fell to me in the first round, I would pick him up in a heartbeat. But if Waller f- fell to me, I would actually be looking at more of a running back because they're more of a guaranteed point spread than a than a tight end. Granted, Waller's a beast. Nothing against that. He gets his touchdowns. He gets his points. I guess I'm just going to build my team around my running back core, my wide receiver core, and then get a tight end to fill the space. That's fair enough. I'll say a guy that I'm very, very high on this year, TJ Hawkinson. Mm. You're getting him, again, he's a later guy, probably seventh, eighth round. Uh, but he's one of those guys, and based on who the Lions have on their offense. Again, their number one is Tyrell Williams. No, their number one is TJ Hawkinson. Yes, he's been dealing with an AC joint sprain in his shoulder, but he's been playing week in, week out, and he's going to see a huge, huge target share this season. I think if you're going to look for a guy where you don't have to take him in the top five rounds, TJ Hawk is going to be that guy you want to look for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, just based on target share alone, should be a top five tight end. If not, Maybe slip into the top four. Yeah, and per his Instagram, him, Kittle, and Tanyan do yoga together. I saw that. That's that, based that on cool. Timmy. That's based I on that Timmy. Was cool. Yeah, that's based on Timmy's info, not Jimmy. Nick, who's your tight end? Uh, so obviously Kelsey's one. I think Waller is two. Could potentially be number one this year. I mean, the dude's basically a wide receiver. Let's be real. He had a twenty-yard game last year. So good. And not only that, what does Oakland have for wide receivers again? 
really nothing Rugs, too smoky brown. Nothing, you know, nothing super Renfro. smoky brown. Smoky brown? What? Yeah, John Brown. He goes by smoky oh, brown. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah like brown. I said, nothing very exciting. Uh, Darren Waller, I still think is going to be the number one receiver in that offense. Uh, and the Duke can block too, so that's always a positive. Right. Um, so I it wouldn't I'm not saying he's going to be the number one ahead of Kelsey, but I wouldn't be surprised if he finished number one ahead of Kelsey. Uh, George Kittle, I'm a little bit less hyped on this year than in previous years. Um, I think he probably finishes four or five. I don't think he's going to be three or two. Uh, and and that's not necessarily a slight on Kittle. I, I It's going to come down to Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. I mean, rookie quarterbacks, other than Herbert, are average if they're good. And then Jimmy Garoppolo just, you know, number one, he gets hurt all the time and hasn't been a big gunslinger. Uh, so, so Kittle, I, I wouldn't reach for Kittle. I know a lot of people did reach for Kittle uh, because, because of his name. I mean, he did have that right. awesome season, I think in 2018. Yeah. I think the Darren Waller pick most of the time, the second somebody takes Darren Waller, I think someone else panics and takes George Kittle. Yep. I would agree. Or, or even vice versa. But the second one of them goes, the other one goes right away. Yep. Uh, I really, really am high on Logan Thomas this year. Um, because I like Fitzmagic, he finished I think number six last year with very shoddy quarterback play, um, and and if you you know if you're reading the the training camp reports, uh, Fitzpatrick has a fantastic connection with Logan Thomas, especially in the red zone. I think this year, this year's Tanyan is going to be Logan Thomas. Right. I think I could easily see um, him getting the ten touchdown mark, maybe more on a good season, especially with seventeen games. Um, but if you're looking for a real sleeper, and I'm saying sleeper as in one of your last picks, don't have him be your starting tight end. But I really like Anthony Ferkser out of Tennessee. I mean, right. last year, out of all their receivers, and that's A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, blah, blah, blah. I know they brought in Julio this year. Um, but he was the third leading targeted receiver in that offense. And they had Jonu, too. They did, you yeah. know, which which he did great as well. You know, he was a big touchdown guy. But, you know, like we just said, it's hard to replicate touchdowns. And you want tight ends that are going to get yards. And Anthony Ferkser can ball out. Uh, so I And I don't think he's on a lot of people's radars, no. you know. So, you know, if you're... Let's say you eat what fifteen rounds, sixteen rounds. Spend your twelve, thirteen on them. Why not? Because there's a high ceiling, low floor. You know exactly. All the time, especially you know if you don't have one of the top two, three guys. Or if you do, honestly, if you have one of those top few guys, why not take a late round flyer on a maybe low end QB two that has high end upside? I mean, that might be huge too. But again, what do I know? Do you guys have any other sleeper picks? Not really. I'll say like I said. Oh, I got Hawk, another one. Hawk I got another water one for sure. Two that I've gotten pretty much everywhere. Oh, dude, I like Tyler Higby for the same reason that you like T.J. Hawkinson. Sure. Uh, so Stafford made Hawkinson. A, a, he balled out last year, and who's going to be the top tight end over in L.A. this year? Higby. So I think I think Stafford can utilize them way more than Goff can. And it's funny. That's actually why I'm a little bit less hyped on Hawkinson this year because Goff's throwing on the ball, and it's going to be another. Tyler Higby thing, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I think Hawkins are probably finished with five or six touchdowns. Sure. Not not because of his skill level, just because I don't think. I mean, I said this earlier. I don't think Detroit's scoring a lot of touchdowns this year. You know, but as you said in our little Hawkins break too. with Tyrell Williams, you know, it's going to be a Darren Waller type of deal where yeah. Hawkinson's going to be the lead guy there. Do you know who was the number one uh, wide receiver when Darren Waller had his best season? Who was that? Tyrell Williams. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, with uh, yeah, 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 with yes, with Oakland. Was. Okay, 
So when you said okay. number one wide receiver. I thought you meant like overall. Oh, no. And I was okay. like, where was no, I? No, sorry. But at the time, Tyrell Williams was. And he did dude, great. He caught a lot dude, of touchdowns. He was catching touchdowns like it was nobody's business. But that's also what kept Jaron Wall from catching even more. But I also think it's fair to say that Derek Carr is on another level than Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's I close, I don't think but it's not like a like, huge yeah. separation. Yeah. Yeah. But tight, tight ends are, are risky. I am personally always going to be a fan of taking a tight end early, having that guy that you can set and forget. And again, there's the top three, your Kittle. And then you have like your your drop. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, who's probably getting that four. And then I put TJ Hawkinson five. Sure. So, but I mean, they're Where do you have Pitts finishing then? Oh, shoot. You know, Pitts has. Because you've seven been super high on him. Band. He has a larger. Pitts has a larger wingspan than DK Metcalf. He actually has the longest wingspan. Of any NFL player ever. That's cool. That's that doesn't crazy. really mean a lot yeah. to me, though. Well, when you have a seven foot wingspan, it's a lot easier to go up and grab a touchdown. True. Brashad Perryman, the fastest wide receiver at one point, I'm still to nothing. You know, so those some of those combine stats don't really transition to the yeah. NFL. Long that's right. That's what I have. Small hands do. Teddy Bridgewater. No, okay. Jared. Well, Dante Culpepper had the smallest hands out. He was he was a baller when he was playing. Yeah. Dante. Prior to his back injury. Exactly. Small hands. That, I'm I'm good. You guys got any other tight end news? No, not really. Tight, um, I'll say tight ends are, are few and far between. So the ones you have are you typically have those top 10, 12 guys. The rest of them are uh, Sam are Darnold or Dan throw. Arnold. Dan Arnold, watch out for him just because of the name combination. I know. You're going to want to hear it. If those happen, we're going to be so hyped each and every week. We're going to make a sound bit for it, and it's going to be fantastic. Dude, and and if, when that does happen, ESPN is going to steal it, and you're not going to hear the end of it. Probably. Not Turn only, off ESPN. Not only that, but the next time Unless you you're listening to ESPN. Yeah. it's going to be the first week of the season, and it will be the flexi picks. Also, we're going to go through our weekly picks. We're coming back with it. Survivor picks. It's going to be on. Jared's got everything for you next week. Okay. Thank you for sticking around. This is a little bit of a long one, but hey, we had some good conversation and we love talking about the NFC North as well as fantasy football. So we hope you grab something from this podcast. Uh, We will be back next Wednesday with that AFC North breakdown. We're pretty much going to have to decide the team of fourth and three. Uh, it was a bummer Jake couldn't be here this week, um, but th- that's okay. We'll we'll pick it up as we go. Yeah. Uh, that being said, yeah, see you next week. This is Nick signing off. Tootsie Roll, Jared. Random, but yeah. All right, peace out. Fantasy, let's go. Football, let's go. Peace. On fourth and three.